Life Audio. Have you ever had an experience where you've walked through something and God has intervened and showed himself faithful in that experience and then you can't help it? The overflow of your heart is just a song of praise, essentially, where you can't help but tell everyone around you what he's done for you, that joy of that testimony. That joy is what we're going to be talking about today, where we're talking about singing the Lord a new song and this idea of new song and what that means as an overflow of the testimony of his goodness. It's going to be a great episode. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast, friends. Today we're going to be walking through Psalm 96, and we are walking through one psalm a day in an effort to have a better understanding of what was essentially the hymn book and the prayer book of both Jesus and the disciples. It's the book that's referred to most in the Old Testament by Jesus and the disciples, and so there's tremendous value for understanding how they prayed or how they worshiped and some of the things that are contained within the book of the Psalms. And the Psalms really display for us a real sense of the human emotion that's common to the human experience. And while we are learning about early Israel, the history and the things that went on in Israel, it helps us understand the character and nature of God. And we know that that doesn't change. So that helps us in our spiritual walk today. As I read, I will be reading through the NIV. And if you are finding that you want something a little bit more to dig a little bit deeper, I have a bunch of resources available to you at shehears.org. You can sign up for our, our weekly newsletter that goes out where I send out journaling prompts that go along with each of these psalms. If you'd like the previous journaling prompts, there is just a $5 resource that you can grab. It's called God Beside Us, and that's the Psalms book for chapters 1 through 50. And there's a link at each day for the audio devotional. There's a journaling space section. There's the journaling prompt and a key verse. So again, just an extra resource. You could print it out or use it on your iPad to just give you an opportunity to process this information a little bit further. So starting in verse 1, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. 
Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him and the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his truth. So today we're talking essentially about music and the role that it played in Israelites' history. And we learn about this new song. And several times in the Old Testament, we have an understanding where there was a creation of new music. It was really common after there was like a military victory. We see that in Exodus. We see that in Judges. We see that in 1 Samuel. And then when the ark was brought to Jerusalem, if you remember, David commissioned a new song. We can read about that in First Chronicles. And so Psalm 96, it really is this experience. It's a, it's, um, a response to any time God offers an occasion for rejoicing and singing. And, and music, especially in, in the Old Testament, it was really important to all aspects of life, really in the ancient Near East, all over, not just within Israel. Um, music was imperative for work, for war. It was entertainment. It was part of love, uh, lullabies, of course. And so there was this fundamental element that was part of the Israelite culture that became their worship. And there was a sophistication about it. I mean, we have texts all the way back from ancient Mesopotamia that describe singers and choirs and even the arrangement of different kinds of instruments into sections and orchestras. It was very, very elaborate. And there would oftentimes be dancers and acrobats and sometimes even things like performing animals that would be part of their worship and their dance or even just the celebration of music itself. And so we see that throughout the scriptures. We see that music was a huge part of worship. And from the beginning, Israel's temple music was professionally organized. I mean, if you remember, the Levites were the tribe that was set apart for the running of the temple. And then the Levites themselves had specific worship leaders to to organize the temple music. And so there was a lot of value that uh, was placed on worship and music. It was part of their culture. When we talked a couple of weeks ago about Hezekiah and the tribute that he paid to the king of Assyria, and then eventually he stopped paying tribute, and you know we saw God's hand of deliverance during that whole situation. But in that in that first part of um, that story, one of the things that we learn is that Hezekiah actually sent singers and musicians as part of the tribute to that king. And so there was a lot of value placed on worship and and music itself. Uh, In the book of Ezra, um, it it talks about this function so much so that it's important enough to talk about how the musicians returned from Zerubbabel after the exile. And so Music is part of the culture in a way that I think sometimes we don't necessarily understand. And while we certainly have a value for worship and music, if you think, you know, even just logically, where they were at, um, you know, we we have all sorts of social media and computers and books and all of these things, but they did not have that. 
And at that time frame, music would have been something that was really so integral to part of their lives and the development of the musical ability, really just from a, a time frame aspect, like they had so much more time on the, their hands to really develop that craft. This, this passage talks a lot about worship in response to God's acting on, on their behalf. And because we know the context of this portion of the Psalms is in book four, and we know that this is like right on the edge of either the return of the exile or after they've already gotten back from the exile. So what most scholars believe is that this praise psalm is talking about singing to the Lord a new song that was really written in response to God's deliverance and a testimony of God's faithfulness as he delivered them from from the exile itself. I think for those of us who have received salvation, and by salvation, of course, I mean the forgiveness of sins and we have developed this personal relationship with God. Um, for those of us that have experienced that, there is this element of wanting to tell others about the goodness of God. And especially at the beginning of our spiritual lives, there is an overflow of our hearts where we just want to tell people naturally. We want to tell people about who God is and, and the way that he loves us. But then also when there's opportunities to share what God is doing in our lives, that does also produce in us this desire to tell other people about that. And so there's a command there to declare the glory among the nations. And what that is doing is it's pointing forward to the great commission that Jesus gave, which is, of course, to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. And, and that word gospel, of course, means the good news about Jesus to all the nations. And so we see this theme of having a testimony, whether it is with words or with song, but to constantly share what God is doing in our lives. That is how we evangelize. I think sometimes we overcomplicate things. Um, evangelism can really be sharing, or at least start from this place of sharing what God is doing in your own personal life. The best way to evangelize is to share with somebody else what God has done for you in your life. So I think we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we'll come back for a couple more insights. Stay tuned. While there is a lot in this psalm that is pretty self-explanatory and easy to understand on the surface level, there's four things I want to point out just to make sure that you don't look over it. And it's this idea of the Lord reigning. And so the psalm describes four elements of God's kingdom. His reign is based on righteousness and justice. The second is that, and that was in verse, starting in verse two. The second is that his ruling power extends over all the earth. We see that in verses one through six and again in verse nine. The third is that his victory is over false gods and that's certain. And, and you have to remember in the ancient world, they believed in other gods. Those gods were just all lesser than Yahweh, who was the God above all gods. And we know, of course, you know, that's false. There's only one God. But at the time in the ancient world, outside of Israel, they had false gods that covered everything from the weather to the sun and everything in between. And that his followers, and what I mean by followers is those who do what he desires and then remain in this right relationship with him, they will experience freedom, protection, and joy. We see that in verses 8 through 12. And so what this psalm does is it's prophesying the coming of Christ and the establishment of the kingdom. And if you read in Revelation 19 through 20, 
2, you can read more about that kingdom that will be established here on earth. But this event will mean that there is a death and a destruction of the opposite, those who defy God. And so there's a great joy to those who serve and trust God, but also then this warning for those that don't. And I think that's really important because while we are focusing on the declaration of God's glory and his goodness, it's also a call to share that glory and goodness for others because we know that eventually it's going to catch up with them, whether in this world or the next. And between that and just the natural way that we have an opportunity to share the testimony of what God is doing in our lives when he's operating, I think both of those are calls to evangelize and share the good news of the gospel with those that are around us. There is this sense throughout the scriptures where as believers, we all kind of long for this liberation from the bondage of decay and sin and evil in the world. And, you know, we all long for that every time we turn on the news or we hear what's going on in this world around us, where we want to be brought into this place of freedom and glory as the children of God. And while it is a contrast to the frustration of what we might sense in this world today, it gives us something to look forward to. And I think that's such a mark of love for those around us when we include them in the hope that is to come because of what we read in the gospel, what we read throughout the scriptures. And so I think that's my encouragement for you. That's my insight for you today, that to not share that message, that hope that we have with those around us is a selfish act and ultimately is going to keep those around us from knowing the truth and the hope of the gospel. So I'm going to go ahead and read 96, starting in verse 1 again, and hopefully maybe that gives you a little bit of insight how to understand it and pray through this verse, this passage. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in his, in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his truth. God, we thank you for even the tension that we feel as we long to worship you and to um, use music to praise you and to sing and glorify your name. But also let that serve as a reminder to share your message of hope with the world around us. Lord, I pray that even now as we think about rejoicing and singing a new song about the testimony of your goodness in our lives. Lord, help that also to prompt us to share that message with those around us. Lord, would you even just drop a name in our heart or a face 
in our mind's eye to think about what it means to share you with others and the joy that they're missing out on. Lord, help us to always serve in that place as an overflow of our relationship with you. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. Guys, real quick before we go, I just want to let you know that if you are struggling with any of the topics we're talking about or any of the previous episodes like the Spiritual Discipline series or anything else, I am here to help you walk through some of that. I do life coaching, Christian life coaching, and spiritual direction. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to shehears.org and look at the Work With Me page. And together, one of the things that I love doing with people is helping them identify where they're at and what some of the barriers are that they're addressing so that we can learn how to move forward together. So it would be an honor and privilege for me to come alongside of you in that. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.